trying to change his life. The Green Room is brought to you today by Amazon. Log on to SeanTGreen.com and click the Amazon link to support The Green Room today. And now, live from Sherman Oaks, California, the host of The Green Room, Sean Green. All right, everyone. Welcome to The Green Room. We're doing it live here on LA Talk Radio. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in the show. we got a great program for you. Uh, I'd also like you guys to give us a call on the LegalZoom self-help hotline, 323-203-0815, LegalZoom.com. It's got all your self-help legal needs, trademarks. This is actually Make-A-Will Month. Feel free to log on and make sure you enter the referral code GREEN so they know that Sean Green sent you. Well, as the host here, I'm uh, proud to welcome Shannon Hatch. Shannon, thanks for being on the show. Thank you, Sean. There's a Make-A-Will Month? Yes. Um, May is Make-A-Will Month at LegalZoom. You know, it's uh, it sounds a little morbid, but if you have someone out there that you care about, you have assets you want to take care of, May is the perfect month. <laughs> It's like uh, it's like with weddings, you know. You get married in the summer, and you also plan your eventual death. Uh, it makes sense to me. Thankfully, I don't have any of those close people in my life. So assets be, or, or assets. Right. You don't have Not a. Not monetarily uh, right. speaking. So you don't you don't have any uh, you don't have any children. No, I have two cats. Oh, okay. And they're not, they're not going to be getting anything. No, they're going to go with me. All right, you're taking them with you. <laughs> Who is that? Tila Tequila's uh, girlfriend. That um, the daughter of the Jets owner. Some, the one, yeah, the one. Oh, I'm no, trying. No. I can't remember her name, but she was engaged to Teal Tequila right before died. she died. Yes, yes, she died. And then she had in her will that she wanted to be uh, buried with her dog. And in the will, it specified to put the dog down and then to bury her with the dog. Are you serious? Yes. And uh, as a, thank God the animal rights oh uh, show God. next door hasn't heard about this story. But yeah, I I, <laughs> I don't know. The the family claims they didn't do it, but I guess they went over to Teal Tequila's place and took the dogs. That's and right. They claimed, there was like a missing dog. Like Teela grabbed the dog right after the chick died. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so there were there were ulterior motives going on. I think that's maybe they really wanted to honor, which is weird because if you if you I think her name was Casey Johnson. Yes, Casey and, Johnson. And uh, yes. I guess they had a strained relationship Wasn't to begin with. Wasn't it the Johnson with. and Johnson? Uh, I don't know. I know I know her dad owned the Jets or was okay, a majority was owner it. in the in the Jets. Okay. So they had she came from a ton of money, and of course, what do you do if you come from a lot of money and a great upbringing? Well, you become a raging drug addict and rebel against... And date Tila Tequila. Date Tila Tequila, exactly. Who, by the way, claimed to be pregnant. <laughs> Wasn't it with her baby, too? Like I don't know. They, they, Yeah, they claimed... Or no, I think she wanted to have a baby, I heard, because the ghost from Casey came and visited her and said, you should go have this baby that we were talking about getting... She she did claim to be pregnant, though, for months. Right. It was like, it had, it was like two months later, it was finally, you're not showing. She had to be like... I didn't. I really didn't want to have it. I, it, it you know, whatever. That must be weird. Yeah, you got to be a certain kind of crazy. I don't know if this actually happened, but you got to be a certain kind of crazy to be artificially inseminated and then get an abortion later. Like, <laughs> all right, I. Yes, I was crazy My enough. My bad. <laughs> oh man, you get. You cannot be proud of your daughter if that's going down. <laughs> oh God. So Shannon, you're a comedian. You came out here from what part of the country? From Virginia, Virginia Beach, Virginia. Virginia Beach, Virginia. And when did uh, when did the comedy bug first bite you? When did you decide? Gayest question. Right. Um, <laughs> never. No, I, I mean, I started doing comedy within the first month of moving out here. So. Okay, so you didn't come I, out here with the specific intention of doing comedy. Uh, kind of. I mean, of course I wanted to. You know, I always wanted to write. Um, 
I'm still not getting paid to do either, of course. But yeah, I'm just, uh, you know, four and a half years in. Right. All right. So you came out here from uh, West Virginia. And... No, regular. Oh, Virginia. sorry, sorry, just, Virginia. Just I don't want to. Just the plain old Virginia will do. People get really <laughs> upset if you confuse Virginia with West Virginia. It's I, I understand. Well, West Virginia has all the like hillbilly like. Right. That's where people die in coal mines. Yes. Virginia is next to D.C. They have a lot. They have a lot more pride, I guess. As we should. Right. Exactly. So you came out here. You've been doing comedy for four and a half years. What's the What's the ultimate dream? comedy job for Shannon Hatch. And I know you do stand you know up, you got a blog going, you got online presence going. I feel like you're you're trying really to brand getting yourself. There. I'm really getting there, Sean. No. The I think the ultimate dream would be to write for the soup. Uh, okay. I love pop culture. I love making fun of celebrities. Uh any 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 very mean thing I can say about a celebrity and if I could get paid to be on the internet and watch reality television, that's you're looking for it. that gig, and yeah. th- and surprisingly there are gigs like that. Now, what do you think? You're 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 a snarky gal, up, up to date with pop culture. What do you think of Megan Fox being kicked out of Transformers 3? I like it. <laughs> now, no. why do you what do you like about this story? I think well, I think most women like to hate Megan Fox. She's the easiest human being to hate because she's and like, even I feel like even guys hate her, especially after it came out that she was dating Brian Austin Green. Yeah, which, which is there's like. <laughs> nothing good about her besides the shell like other like which is disgustingly beautiful to the point where it's almost ugly like I've never seen a more perfect looking human but in in it, it makes me want to punch her in the face at the same time and right it is a little too crazy when I, she speaks it's just like oh that makes sense yeah. of course you shouldn't be able to do both <laughs> I think the only thing that that is or that helps you if you if you're looking to hate to, Megan Fox, of course, look at her thumbs. Her thumbs are... That's right. She's got weirdo, um, like, giant thumbs or something? No, they they almost look... Like, I, I have really small hands, but if... Even I've if, noticed that. <laughs> I, I always feel embarrassed. I have, I have dainty hands and feet. I'm a very nimble man. But um, I sure, her toes are... Or, I mean, her... Her thumb is even smaller than my thumb. She's got like a small toe thumb, it looks that's like. That's what it, it is. It almost looks like if you took off someone's big toe and put it as a thumb, that's what Megan Fox's thumb looks I've like. I've seen photos. It's very, it is weirdly disturbing, especially if you don't see the rest of her body in a shot. Like if you just see a, a close-up of her toe thumb, it is really freaky. Yeah, you would not expect that body to be attached to that toe thumb. No, it's disturbing. I don't like it. Who do you think they're gonna cast? I don't know. I I heard I've heard one of the rumors was Brooklyn Decker. So I guess I, I guess she's super hot. One. It's got to be someone super hot. And God, how does someone not just grab her by the throat? How do you how do you have all this management? And how do you let? Why would you let her do any interview? Where they're gonna ask about Michael Bay? Does she does she not have any sort of handlers telling her? Okay, no um, one must is next to her during these interviews. I mean, everything she says is atrocious. It's crazy. She, it's like she admits to eating disorders, which <laughs> that I almost respect. Right. Most That'll win you over some female fans. Yeah. Well, you know, because all these other actresses are like, no, I do it the healthy way, and I do it. She's like, no, I just don't eat. I don't eat, and I'm okay with that, and I don't need to. I could starve myself for a week, and you know, it's like at least she's honest. Right. But. But yeah, I mean, what did she call Michael Bay? Like Hitler? Right. Uh, <laughs> Which, oh man, you're just, I don't, to, to have a great, easy, cushy job like that. And it's not like she's getting all these other movie gigs. This was her one role yeah, that people her know one, her from. Exactly. Other than that, she's but a hot she's chick too on Max. for it. She, like, admittedly is like, Transformers sucks, man. I don't want to be a part <laughs> of it. It's like, how could you say that? 
You would not be any. You probably wouldn't even be dating Brian Austin Green if it wasn't for Transformers. So yeah, sadly, Brian uh, Brian Austin Green is in it for the career. That's that's the that's what it makes you hate Brian Austin Green that much more. You look at Brian Austin Green and you wanted you just want to hate women for dating someone who used to be famous and maybe has some money. Well, but so then you realize that, yeah. no, it's Brian Austin Green is dating her to try to be more yeah, famous. Yeah, he's riding her coattails. Doesn't that's happen insane. that often. I don't know. I was really fired up when. <laughs> And you talk about people trying to fuck up their lives, that they have a really cushy gig. Charlie Sheen, basically all Charlie Sheen has to do to keep the gravy train going and keep it going is not try to choke his wife out while being high on drugs and not threaten to kill her on Christmas. That's all That's he has. That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he still he managed to do it. could have done it any other you – know, even if he had done it on Thanksgiving, he probably would have gotten away with it because of all the tiger stuff. No right. one would have even batted it. No, it was, it was like, oh, he's a family man. So, okay – so they had a couple drinks around Christmas. Who hasn't been there? We know what that's all like. <laughs> and then, and then the, and now I'm mad at America for watching, for giving this show such good ratings that Charlie Sheen has the leverage to hold out. He was making 800 grand an episode for Two and a Half Men. This whole thing went down, and it was, uh, and he decided that he was going to walk away from it. Seemingly, uh, I, on the outside, I was like, oh, okay, he's going to face his substance abuse problems. He's going to. He's going to deal with his rage. He's going to take some time for his family. No, he's just holding out for more money. Yeah, CBS no. re-signed him for $2 million an episode. That is – it is unbelievable. It's our – like who I – don't, I don't know who's watching that show. Right. It, it was I, – I mentioned this to my roommate Ryan, and he got, he got really angry and almost demanding answers like, where are these people? Yeah. Come forward. And I, I realize we're in L.A. and this is okay. Hey, you're liberal Hollywood. Little, you guys are a little hipper than the average. Right. We're a little too cool. Shannon and I, we're, we're in the industry. Okay, we get it. <laughs> oh, we're in the industry, all right. <laughs> but I, I know people from even when I grew up. It's not a it's not a hip, trendy place. But no one I know, no one I'm friends with. No. My parents, yeah, my parents aunts and watch, uncles. Yeah, I know people. I know people who watch Jay Leno's show. And in L.A., it's like, oh, that's so dorky and uh, cheesy or whatever. I don't know, know anyone who watches Two and a Half Men, and it gets 15 million people a week. It's so bizarre. <laughs> I, I wish I had more to comment. I, I can't even watch an episode. Like, right, I think I've tried to watch one episode, and it's, it's that horrific that it's... It's really unspeakably bad. It is. It's just uncomfortably bad. It's, it's weird, Angry. <laughs> it's, it's weird. Uh, well, speaking of, uh, let's see, we got here, we got the, speaking of douchebags, we got, this was, uh, this is the guy from American Pie, Chris Klein. Oh, yeah. He was auditioning for Mamma Mia, which, right off oh. there, you're a huge douchebag. And then he's got some weird, I don't know how to describe it, some medallion necklace, and oh man, he is just, he's just stoked about auditioning for Mamma Mia, so here you go. <laughs> Hey, the- and I and God bless cameramen in Los Angeles. I feel like cameramen are the salt of the earth <laughs> that is keeping this town somewhat grounded. Someone watch this and realize, oh my God, this is insanely funny. I'm making a copy of this tape. I don't care if I lose Risking my job. Risking their job, yeah. Absolutely. This has to make it out. Well, you guys had Mandy Moore in here. She is an angel of all angels. I don't know if you guys saw American Dreams that her and I did together. <laughs> Uh, where I too sing. It's weird. When I watched American Pie, I was like, "Wow, this guy's actually a uh, pretty good actor because he's playing the role of a douchebag very convincingly." In American Pie, he was the guy too sensitive to hook up. Oh, really? That was him? I don't even remember anything. Chris right, he was the he was the lacrosse player. Oh yeah. American Pie. Okay. Hopefully better here than I did there. That was acting. <laughs> this may be slight singing, 
But she is just a dream come true. You should hire her on the spot. It's so cringeworthy. Anyway, that's my own personal. I love Mandy Moore. <laughs> Let's go. He's got, he's got all the mannerisms down of a theater act. And that's just my personal opinion. And, uh, you know, that was, that wasn't, that wasn't, that was, like, that was acting as a singing. I know how he feels. Like, you know, when you're on stage and things are just awkward and you don't know, like, anything else to do but to keep talking about what you're right. talking about, which is only dug you into the worst hole in the way. And he's just, just continuously, yeah, keep talking about Mandy Moore so people forget about Katie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, when he gets to the singing, though, this is really the highlight of it. Alright, here we go. <laughs> Alright. I wasn't jealous before we met. <laughs> I can't see it, but I can just picture his eyebrows. Oh, the eyebrows, it's like a uh, it's like a Richter scale on a seismograph. They're just jumping up and down. <laughs> oh man, he just did some crazy hand motions, scripts all over the place. Now, this guy is fabulous. I, I, I feel like I'm going to be able to sing Mamma Mia just because I've been watching this video constantly yeah, getting into it. Yeah, it's kind of a good song. Like, I never right. saw the movie, but I'm into the song. I want to download it. Oh, man. He who, in, who got the He's part? incorrigible. I don't know. I, <laughs> I, I didn't bother to look that up. I, I just <laughs> I just assumed Mamma Mia was some pilot I'd never heard of, but apparently, apparently it's a oh, yeah, very popular made. show. <laughs> well, speaking of bad singers... Uh, on the show, I like to, you know, sometimes look for new talent. We're actually going to be having the girls from CheekyAds.com come in. It's Cheeky a, ads. Yeah, it's, uh, well, we'll have, we'll, I'll leave it up for the <laughs> imagination, but it's basically an advertisement where they add, they advertise on women's bodies. But this guy uh, sent me an email. He wanted to be on the show. His name is Mr. Benz, the Martian Man. His tagline is, the future is here, Mr. Ben's sick style, mind, soul. Ready for the future? That's where Mr. Ben's The Martian Man is from. Like a soundbite or glimpse into the future of fashion slash music, with his electro-hip-hop club sound, Mr. Ben's has established a genre of music unheard of today. <laughs> there is no comparison where there are none like it. <laughs> Perfect. Well and, well worded. And you won't find anything in modern music quite like this. Currently on a promo tour of the LAOC area in high demand and rapid growing fan base. As, as douche as this sounds, it's, it sounds like something I would try to think up of to get booked on stuff. But I, I feel like my grammar is a little better. On a journey down a road of success with WeHo Award nomination, designing his own wardrobe, and already established celebrity, he capitalized celebrity VJ status for some reason, he continues on his journey to success. So, now that I've hyped it up, are you ready? I am. Are you ready for The Martian Man, his hit single, She Wants It, coming at you. From the cell phone to the Starland makes no sense no. whatsoever. I, I, granted, it's a pop song. I'll, I'll give him a chance. Right to the Marthatron. <laughs> we are the Marchants. way you can remix that with a Mamma Mia song. Somehow somehow we'll put that together. <laughs> I don't know if I can uh, figure it out on here. Oh, and he's got another song 
that he uh, that he, he that he wanted me to send along. So guys, this is uh, this is Fire Girl, courtesy of Martian Man. Ladies. He's talking to you, Shannon. Oh, listening. <laughs> DJ Michael Ben, the Martian Man. Shannon's dancing, so he's, he's got the club going. <laughs> so that's it. That's I'm um, debuting new music here on it the green room. Me. What was that, Martian Man? Was the Martian Man. The Martian I just love man. how that's. There's a there's a lot of different uh, different. Um, I'm I'm trying to think of the word. Different gimmicks you can go for when you're promoting your new band. I like how he thinks that Martian. Like, all right, that's. I've studied pop culture. I've studied Hollywood. No one's That's, done Martian yet. No one's no one's done Martian. <laughs> it's got a nice ring to it. Oh God, that was just awful. But if I think if you guys, if you the listening audience feel strong enough about the Martian men, I'd be glad to have them on the show. Twitter me at Green Room Show. Say we want Martian men, and and God damn it, I'll book him. And then he, I love the guys that also send in stuff with like really long disclaimers about where I can play this music. And oh man, I could be I could be. <laughs> I might be in intellectual property jail next week, so I don't even know if I'll be able to come in. Now, Shannon, I know I know your parents, you told me, they own a cheesesteak business, correct? Yes, Philly-style steaks and subs on Tidewater Drive in Norfolk, Virginia. All right, get a little plug in there for them. May as well. And uh, I'm from outside of Philadelphia. Philadelphia area is known for their cheesesteaks. And I was thinking, <laughs> I don't know how this came up, but Reminded me of a popular news story. You know, we've been talking a lot about immigration in the news, and uh, the owner of Geno's was on the forefront of this battle against immigration. Here is yet another side of immigration controversy to go with your cheesesteak. A city councilman wants Joey Vento, who's the owner of Geno's in South Philly, to take down a sign telling the hungry to order in English. Joe (laughs) said no. Yeah, of course. He's, he's had that up in his store for a while, like a big sign that, or yeah. something that said you must. Yeah, it's a, it's a little, it's yeah, it's a, it's a sign with an eagle on it. That says you order in English. You know, in in his defense, I will say that they serve so many cheesesteaks that even if you're ordering in English, but you still can't spit it out quick enough, like if you don't, you know, say with or without wit, like they don't want to hear. Well, I'll have the onions, but I want them like this, and uh, you know the fried, and then but put this on the side. Like they, you, they won't yeah. let you do that. They don't take special orders. Period. From, yes. Period. They, they're not. They're so, not assholes just to foreigners. They're assholes to, to everyone. Everyone. That, yes. that is a great. It's the the customer better have their shit together or yeah. else. Yeah. I like. I enjoy that philosophy. On the Good Morning America this morning, just got done with the, the Fox <laughs> News Channel, the National. The interviewer request keep on coming, and the Thank phones you. keep on ringing. And just one with Gino Stakes has gone from local landmark to national newsmaker. It's a mess. There's crazy media ever. We didn't make anything of it, but what else is? It's all about this sign that's been sitting by the window for six months now. When ordering, speak English. If you come in, say... <laughs> oh, yeah. This is this is so great when he does the imitation of people oh, not God. ordering in English. If you come in, say, blah, 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 we don't understand you. <laughs> and that might not be what you want, so maybe the next time you'll figure out the cheese and order in English. <laughs> but that's what still. What language could that have been? I don't know. Did he? I guess he had a lot of people trying to order in gibberish the entire time. Oh man, God. Ah, I just appreciated the idea. You know, he's he's sticking to his he's sticking to his guns. He's not letting he's not letting people push him around. It would he'd lose money. In reality, he I mean that's they serve that many cheesesteaks. There's a lot. Well, I think I think the order in English is implied. You can't. 
you can't order anything not in English and get them. I guess if you go to a place where they, if they specifically speak Spanish, and then you try to order in Spanish, then yeah, maybe they'll serve you. But obviously, you're going to a cheesesteak yeah. place in Philly. It doesn't. They don't have to put up the sign. It's implied that if you try to order in any, they're just gonna look at you. Yeah, you're not getting a cheese. When I looked up this video, it was great. They're like replies to this video. <laughs> Some, it, the one was just titled "Immigrant tries to order not in English," and it just shows this guy trying to gesture what he wants for the cheesesteak, and then the guy pokes his head out and goes, "What are you doing? You want to get out? You know, freaking out on the guy." But I, I met. Hey. I, at the end of the day, he still said, if you don't know English, you still get a whiz with onions, which is the best thing they have there. So I don't, I don't know what all the immigrants are complaining about. <laughs> uh, this is uh, getting a little political here, talking to immigration. This is a guy's political ad. He is running for head of agriculture in Alabama. I don't know the exact position, but oh, sorry, agricultural commission in Alabama. His name is uh, Dale Peterson, and this is Dale's take on agriculture in Alabama. I'm Dale Peterson, and I'm after the Republican nomination for Alabama Agriculture Commission. I've been a farmer, businessman, a cop, a Marine doing everything that's not a pussy occupation. I've been <laughs> Dale Peterson. In Vietnam, so listen up. In Vietnam. So listen up. Whoa, that guy was a that guy used to be a farmer. Oh, gather around the television. Let's hear what he has to say. My ag commissioner is one of the most powerful positions in Alabama. Wow, the the Agricultural Commission is one of the powerful. I. I'm I'm mistaken about what Alabama has going on. I didn't realize it was that important, but this guy, he's really selling me on it. Responsible for $5 billion. Bet you didn't know that. You know why? No, I didn't. <laughs> Put me in my place. Thugs and criminals. If they can keep you in the dark, they do whatever they want. So it was, it, I guess it was thugs and criminals keeping me in what, the dark. What do they have to do with agriculture? Well, they're keeping you in the dark about it. You wouldn't, you wouldn't know about agriculture if it... If it wasn't for those the thugs and criminals holding it from you. All that money. And they don't give a rip about our <laughs> That is the most old-timey curse I've ever heard in my life. These boys, they don't give a rip. There's three family farms a day. Illegals bust in by the thousands. And Alabama's unemployment's at an all-time high. And what are my opponents doing about it? Stealing yard signs in the dark of night from my... I love how I love how childish you get. They're stealing my yard signs. I support Norman Grace brags on his Facebook page. <laughs> that was my favorite part where he he's he's angry about what a guy put on his Facebook page. You served in Vietnam. You shouldn't give a fuck about Facebook. <laughs> you shouldn't mention. When you were knee deep in rice patties. You didn't have Why to are worry. You on Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What is he? Hey guys, uh, poke me for agricultural commission. <laughs> Contributions from industries he would regulate. Bragging about receiving illegal money on Facebook. Who on earth would support such a dummy? <laughs> he doesn't give a rip. He's a dummy. And why? We're Republicans. We should be better than that. I'm Dale Peterson. I'll name names and take no prison. Give me the Republican nomination for Ag Commission and let's show Alabama we mean business. Did he just say Ag Commish? He did. Ag Commish. I guess that's I love the. It. I guess that's the way you throw around, you know, hey, me and the boys hanging out down at the Ag Commish. <laughs> Vote for me for Ag Commish. I did like that music. I did feel kind of, all right, yeah, you're around me. Yeah, the foreigners. Yeah, yeah I believed in something during that ad. I don't know what it was. It was unclear what I was believing in, but I, I liked his take. <laughs> I just, the, someone talking about Facebook in that accent, I could listen to that all day. <laughs> He's on his Facebook page Bragging talking about receiving illegal funds. Like, 
first of all, there's no way he was bragging on his Facebook page about receiving illegal funds. <laughs> yeah, some, something hey guys, tells me. Hey, guys, you're not going to believe I, I got illegal funds. Like, no, no. Guys, oh, yeah, look at this sweet poll I set up. It uh. just it uh, allows you to pick which... How did he not work a Farmville reference into he's ad commission. He should give a shout out to Farmville. He totally should. God. Or Just Mafia weird. War. He could he, he could really He's one of those ad commission that don't support your Mafia War clan. Is that the kind of ad commission you want in Alabama? I think not. He don't even let you water your crops in Farmville. God. Just grow up. Him. But that, that's the worst part about social media is now it it feels weird when you watch like at night I'll watch ABC News before I watch Jimmy Kimmel Live and it's so weird to see at the end you know, this like serious news piece I'm Cynthia McFadden make sure to follow me on Twitter and Facebook it's it feels it's weird so weird it's it's weird to hear adults talking about Facebook or Twitter or, or any of that at all because I Yes, you may know how to know like how to work a computer, but you don't get it. Like they, you, some people just don't understand how to use social networking sites, and those people are adults. Right, exactly. They never. And who? And what are they missing out on? Really, not much. The idea, but it just feels weird. It feels pathetic that that guys' dads are caring about Facebook. It's it's gone too far. We got to pull it back. Yeah. We got to get her. You as a as a you're a news organization. You're one of the big three networks. Yeah, that dude's having, like, nom flashbacks and then checking his stat. <laughs> yes. like, don't you have better things to do than look at your opponents? I'm going I'm to hide, hide my opponents like I hid in the trees when I took down Charlie's out in Vietnam. <laughs> you're, you're ad commissioner. You're a veteran. You should be on Facebook. Or you want to be ad commissioner. Well, Shannon, as a woman, I feel like we should go over some – tackle some women's issues while you're in here. May and well. this one – this one is pretty interesting. I don't know if you heard this news story. Say uh, Hooters-related uh, news story. So take a listen. How heavy is too heavy to work as a server at Hooters? <laughs> uh, I, first off, I just love how they break. How heavy is to work as a server at Hooters? Cassie Smith says after a two-year review, she's been put on a weight probation. Smith is 5'8", 132 pounds. I had 30 days, and they would give me a free gym membership. <laughs> The, the best is the visual of this Fox News report where they actually they, they describe her weight and then they have her twirl around. Like They want to give you this fair balance idea of, okay, they could have just said her weight, but then they have to show, okay, where, yeah, let, where is we're that? We're going to really defend her here by showing <laughs> every single angle And they, and they list her height too. Like, okay, if it was 5'8", uh, 185, then all right, yeah, I definitely side with Hooters, but 5'8", 132? Yeah, yeah. Obviously, you can, I, I'm I'm picturing her on one of those celebrity fit club spinners. That's pretty much what it was. You know, when people come out and kind of model their body, she's wearing her Hooters outfit, showing it off. And if I didn't improve it in those 30 days, I would be separated from the company. And if I improved a little bit, I would get 30 more days. Wow. And if I improved completely, they'd leave me alone. I was <laughs> they'd leave you alone. Completely. This, this uh, gal's really putting the weight in waitress, huh? I had to I do was, this. I was, yeah, completely heartbroken. I... I was humiliated. <laughs> she was humiliated. More humiliated than you are just going to work. Right, first. exactly. It was, and then all oh, the worst is you watch these news stories, and every every commentator has to make the joke. Well, we all know Hooters are known for their wings. <laughs> <laughs> 
But now they're known for a little more. Possibly weight discrimination. Cassie's 5'8", 132 pounds. And according to the National Index of Health, that is right around the weight should she should be weighing. When questioned, Smith's regional manager said Hooters' main headquarters had to be contacted. They have not yet commented. That's, <laughs> it really is odd because it's not like every waitress there is in tip-top shape. Like, no, I, I wish I, I wish the regional girl. manager, I want to take the regional manager down to the Hollywood Hooters, have him walk around, get those chicks back on their toes because, i got to be not, honest. Not there's, looking good. Uh, some yeah, I don't, well, and some of it's in the face. I don't know. <laughs> Could you lose a little weight in your nose, ma'am? <laughs> that would be weird if it got really specific. They, the regional manager broke out the calipers. Uh, sorry, it's just part of the gig, part of the job. <laughs> so what do you think, Shannon? Is that going too far? Should she be entitled to her job? Well, she wants to work at, like, it's almost this, it's an, it's sort of the equivalent of working at a strip club. You're working somewhere where people are going to judge your body. Um, obviously, in her case, it doesn't seem like she's that fat, but you're working at Hooters. Like, people are going to say something. You right. Know, they're not, they're not, they, they're not going to hire you if you're fat or disgusting or completely flat-chested, I'm assuming. You yes. probably know that going into it. I mean, one of the reporters pointed out, Hooters has three sizes of clothing. Small, extra small, and extra, extra small. And she was she was a woman. And she was a small. She was, she was flabbergasted, right. But yeah, I, I think, obviously, you're going in the expectation that, that, yeah, you have to be in shape for part of the gig. I did find it funny that she pointed out that she was 10 to 15 pounds heavier when, when she, she first started working there, I don't know. Maybe there's some rookie contract that Hooters is willing to sign you onto. Of uh, all right, we'll we'll give you this. We'll give you all right. But uh, when training camp rolls around, you got to drop those lbs because I'm surprised this is the first time it's come up. I mean, Hooters has been around. What, yeah, I've heard. Of, years or I've heard of them not hiring people, but I've never heard of them putting someone on weight probation. Oh man, that's got to be an awkward conversation to have with any woman. Yeah. <laughs> And it's like, I'm around wings and fries all the time, assholes. You <laughs> yeah, know? Exactly. I'm not going to be What do you stick. expect? <laughs> all right. Well, uh, let's see here. We're going to bring in those. Shannon, do you mind uh, yeah. go grabbing those chicks? We'll, we'll bring do. those in from Cheeky Ads. And uh, I'm going to do a little uh, ad here myself. If I can uh, load up this thing. Well, I can just I can just do it talking. I don't, I don't need any background music to tell you about Amazon.com. Well, and uh, how, do you, how do you get to Amazon.com? Well, you log on to ShantiGreen.com. Click the Amazon banner, and that's where you'll be able to access thousands, tons of products. I recommend Rolling Stones, Exile on Main Street. They're re-releasing their album. It's a great album, possibly, in, in my humble opinion, the best Stones album of all time. You can log on to shantigreen.com, click the link, and you'll, uh, you'll be able to buy that. They also have Rolling Stones in Exile. It's a DVD about the making of that album, so make sure you check that out. All right, uh, come on in, guys. Thanks for uh, thanks for being on the show. Thank you for having us. Yeah, no problem. All right, I'd like to welcome onto the program Victoria. Hi. Hey, uh, just uh, yeah, sit a little closer to the microphone oh. there. Hello. So Victoria, you're the creator of CheekyAds.com. Yes. Uh, all right. CheekyAds uh, company. Okay. So now, all right, I guess we get a little bit of the idea of the of the business from from the name. Uh, describe exactly what your company does. Uh, Cheeky Ads is a new form of creative advertising in which the ads from our clients are pa- placed physically on uh, our trained models. 
the closest thing we can compare it to to get an idea is temporary tattooing. Okay, so your idea is, hey, let's get some word on the street. Let's get ads out there, put them on good-looking chicks, and how, how does that how does that been working so far? Have you gotten a lot of clients? Um, yes, very well actually. Um, for the uh, assignments that we've had, we've had a very great reaction, and people love the idea, and it gets a lot of attention. Really? Now, because I see the guys spinning the signs, and it's like, all right, that's interesting. I'll glance over at it, but a chick's ass, I feel like I'll look at that for a long time and <laughs> perhaps look at some ad copy. Now, where do you send these chicks out? Where do you send them out? Um, just about anywhere, actually. They can be indoors or outdoors, um, beaches, expos. Um, we even actually just recently went to Hollywood Walk of Fame. Okay, so you took – now, um, did you, who did you bring? Or You brought one of your models to Hollywood yes. Walk of Fame. Now, where did you uh, where did you put this ad? Um, we actually did several ads. We did some on the stomach. We did some on the butt cheeks. Um, we actually, I believe, we also did one on the chest. And actually, I have uh, one of the models here today, yes. Kristen. Yes, Kristen. Thanks for coming on to the program. Looking Thank you good. For us. Thank Very you. lovely lady. Now, I notice you have a giant cheeky ads, new age advertising. I'm going to say nine inches by nine inches, directly above your breast. So the <laughs> So the idea is, hey, I'm I'm looking at Kristen's breasts. Otherwise, oh, hey. May as well. Why don't I enjoy Bud Light Lime? <laughs> exactly. So now, Kristen, how did you hear about Cheeky Ads? How did you get turned on to this new advertising phenomenon? Um, I actually went to an audition and modeled for Victoria, and so I just have pretty much been going. Now, how did I- how did that audition process go? Did, did she go, okay, now... Um, how, how would your ass look with uh, Cheetos advertisement <laughs> on it? Did, did it break down probably, like that? Probably or? similar to getting hired at Hooters. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's the same Sorry, same, same advertising <laughs> practice. Now, that, yeah, we were just listening to a clip of Hooters apparently put a chick on suspension because she put on some weight. Is there any sort of weird issues like that? Because they are professional models. they got to keep in shape. Do you ever have to talk to any of the girls like, hey, guys, come on. Let's uh, let's let's Buck keep it. up. Yeah, exactly. Let's <laughs> let's stay in shape. We're we're presenting a professional image out here. Um. Well, we do obviously. We tell them all that they need to mind their image, and if something changes with uh, their image, then they do need to inform us. Right. Like if your ass gets a lot bigger, we have a lot more <laughs> space to sell. So it's. Or if you get a giant tattoo on your ass, we can't use that cheek anymore. Exactly. To... <laughs> right. Yeah. So Victoria, what do you look for in a model? What's a what's a perfect cheeky model? Well, not only do they have to be fit, but I think one of the main components besides their appearance is also their personality, because they're out there, they're dealing with people, they have to be able to handle the crowd. Um, so not only do they look good, but they have to have an amazing personality. And I think that's one of the key po- um, components to right. And finding a model with amazing personality—that's got to be difficult. That's rough. Um, but <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Kristen. So now she talks about interacting with the crowds. Have you had any people kind of be jerks or any kind of crazy, crazy reactions to you walking around with these advertisements on you? No, we have uh, professional bodyguards, so oh, people nice. don't get that close. They don't get close enough to mess with us. So. Okay. We're actually pretty uh, safe. There you go. Now, do you guys go to the beach? Any kind of uh, any beach stuff going on? Do you guys like? It's got to be the best place to advertise. It is one of the best places to advertise, and uh, that's actually that was where the idea was uh, created for originally. We originally wanted it to be on the beach, but then we expanded and we found that we could do just about anywhere, and it's very adaptable. All right. Now you don't you don't uh, strike me as a person that would uh, necessarily be into this. Business. How did this idea come about, Victoria? How did you say, oh, were you just w- sitting around and like, 
Oh my god, that chick's got nice abs. Uh, we, that's got to be <laughs> some sort of promotional tool. Um, well, actually, I had I moved here from the East Coast. Okay, what and, part of the country? Um, Massachusetts and Rhode Island. Okay. And uh, it was actually at a beach where the idea originated. And um, we, me and my family, we just kept tossing it around, tossing around, and uh, finally came out cheeky ads. Nice. So, all right. Now you said you said it was tossing around. Who was the first? Well, who I, was the first guy, or was it your dad? Or you said it's a family business. Uh, who yes. actually was the first person to say like, hey, let's advertise on women? <laughs> Surprisingly enough, I was, and I was much younger at the time. Really? How old yeah. were you when you came up with this concept? Um. I think maybe 16. Wow, young entrepreneur. <laughs> um, and so it was really, un- it's very, it's even more unusual on the East Coast than it is here. Um, and I I don't know how I came up with it, uh, but I just did. I thought, wouldn't that be interesting if, you know, we had this, like a picture on them or something. And my dad was like, okay, well, that's cool. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> I feel like my dad would say the same thing. He's like, you know, my dad's the kind of guy when we go to the beach or whatever, he'll wear sunglasses and he would always tell me, like, oh, then, then they don't know you're staring at him. So, yeah, guys <laughs> like my dad. Well, actually, he does a graphic design, so he does a lot of ad campaigns Oh, okay. For yeah, he's probably tired of designing, you know, print work for fucking A&W root beer. He's like, <laughs> oh, man, let me let me get involved with some models. Um, well, yeah, so that's why um, him and I were, ta- were talking about it for a very long time, and we finally came up with how to do it, and uh, this, this is what I ended up coming out with. And it was okay, really so, great. yeah, just describe the process. Now, you said it's kind of like... A temporary tattoo. How does that work exactly? Um, well, the company comes to us and they tell us, okay, we want this, and uh, we work it out with them as to what exactly they want. We have a special method in which we use to um, almost like printing out a tattoo, something very similar, and um, it is stuck onto the model. It's very simple, um, but it's the it's not exactly like temporary tattooing. So, but unfortunately, that's the closest thing we can really Right, okay. To, so. Now, Kristen, does it does the temporary, does the ad come off easily? Is it ever a problem ripping yeah, it off? Yeah, you don't rip hair off of you or anything? <laughs> no, no, it's it's not it's not offensive in any way. It just comes right off. Now, where's your favorite place to go? What has been your best experience working as a cheeky ad spokesperson? <laughs> um, I just really love working in conjunction with um, Victoria. I spokesmodel for her. I'm actually a, a pop rock artist, a recording artist, so I work in conjuncture with her, and I spokesmodel for her and her company. So I just enjoy the entire experience working with her and the opportunity. Nice, that's cool. What kind of uh, what kind of you said you're a musician? Yeah. What kind of music are you into? Um, I I do pop rock. Okay. Have you ever heard of uh, the Martian Man? <laughs> I haven't heard of the Martian Man. No. Okay. Lady. Well, he's like, is this new guy that's... Is this, so. uh, is this you? Are you the Martian? No, I wish. <laughs> this, is a, this is a new artist I'm trying to get started. Uh, he really wants to be on the show, so... You know, I'm trying to get Martian Man going, so... But, uh, so you're... It's a great name. Yeah. Right? Grabs, it grabs attention. I think so It's got a hook. It could be worse. So now, when, so when a client comes to you and says, all right, I got an ad campaign, how does it, how does it work? Do they buy a certain amount of time with the, an ad? Is it um, per cheek? How does it work out? <laughs> um, well, we have a couple of packages that we already have preset, which is a set amount of time. Okay, give me, give me what's the standard package? Like, I'm um, looking to advertise we, the green room. How would I do that with cheeky ads? Uh, you could usually do it either with three hours or for six hours for a mall to walk around. Um, you can choose the size of the ad. Um, we do have, I mean, we have ads that are about 
almost about a page, like a regular paper size, or you can make it smaller. The best concept about Cheeky Ads is it's very adaptable to whatever the client wants. If you want a full page, but you want it maybe split in half or something in two different locations, we can do that too. Has it ever gotten weird, uh, a client request, like, okay, I want to add, but I just want it on her feet, and I want her to just hang around my house for a while? <laughs> Has it got? Has it, is you have, have you gotten any kind of weird advertising requests? Um, the most unusual one we had was actually back in the East Coast when we first started Cheek Ads. Someone wanted a whole back ad, and that was larger than anything we'd ever done before. And that took some coordinating to figure out how we were going to do that. But it uh, it was very interesting. It actually turned out very well. Nice. So who's the typical clientele? I would imagine. I would think. Uh, like if, a Red Bull, or you know, I'm just thinking like. People that promoted yeah pitches, local local know. bars that kind of stuff who who normally advertise with you is there a typical client um, the most common client would be uh, clubs restaurants lounges any outdoor activities um, energy drinks like you said like Red Bull yeah um, we have had other uh, companies do it I was actually asked once about if someone could do a have a cheeky mo- cheeky ad there for a bar mitzvah. <laughs> That would be awesome. He, so wait, what is he? What is she promoting? The Jewish religion? Like, uh, how does that was, work? Wanted, when we were discussing it, they were uh, talking and I thought, about I thought, stars of isn't David there, all yeah, over it. her body. Really? That's what it would have uh, been? They wanted a star of David, <laughs> and they wanted a person's name, which is really interesting. And I was like, okay, if that's what you want, sure. By all yeah, means, if I was you know? a 13-year-old Jewish boy, I'd want some. <laughs> I want my name on some chick's ass. That'd be awesome. And but I yeah. guess they were having a really big party, so it was outdoors, and I was like, Sure. Right, and know? it's temporary, so she can still be buried in a Jewish cemetery. That's <laughs> it's a win-win. Uh, yeah, but we do have a. Uh, Wait, our... so they they just did. Uh, it was like a, just it was just Jewish stars and stuff like that. Yeah, um, this was back on the East Coast uh, as well. Uh, we originally started there. We moved here recently. Okay. Um, now why'd you move out here? It's warmer, a lot longer. Right. No. Yeah, <laughs> I I hear you. The weather's amazing. Great for. Especially if you're advertising on flesh, this is the kind of area that you want to be in. Now, how is how is did it was it tough to get started out here, seeing that you were based on the East Coast? Um, well, no, uh, it caught on fairly quickly actually. Um, just walking around at events, you know, it was amazing when we did an expo and we actually had people from another expo coming to see. The models at like, the one Whoa, that we were at. Check out the cheeky ad girls. Exactly. And so now, Kristen, what kind of uh, you know, you don't have to give me a number, but what, what kind of scratch can you pull down? Is this like a full time job for you? Um, I, I do it part time, and I work with Victoria because I I have other things that I'm I'm working on as well. But yeah, it really it's one of those things that you get booked when you get booked, and you work and and spokesmodel when you. Has there been a disaster? Has there been a disaster gig? No. No, definitely not. No, no. Uh, no huge problems. It's always, it's always gone. At least, all right. The company is too professional for that. She makes sure so that no, all and, the models uh, are safe. The and bodyguards, we're in a good bodyguards, are they ever, out of there? Have they ever had to bust any heads? Bodyguards, go. You cruising around a biker bar? Things get a little crazy. Uh, on the last modeling job I did, um, my bodyguard did have to take out a couple cameras. <laughs> people were being a little bit obscene, uh, but these guys are really, really big, so people in general are just like, okay, 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 I give up. Right, exactly. <laughs> it's, cool. Oh, it's cool, I'm gone. What, the guys were taking <laughs> taking photos of the ad? See, Sometimes I would just say like, a... oh, I'm, I'm just telling my friends about the new bar down at Redondo Beach. <laughs> you, you would do that. Right, because well, I, I like to support local businesses, what can I say? <laughs> yeah. 
well, just we do her. love photos. Um, it's just that Kristen is, um, because of her music industry, there are limitations as to what photos she can take. So uh, that's actually one of the reasons we have our models as contractors, and that's why she can do part-time, because our models are allowed flexible schedules. And right. if something happens, like um, if there's a certain set of pictures they can't take, then we can fix it. Sure. Okay, cool. Now, I know this... This might sound crazy, but have you ever thought of advertising on guys? We did, and um, it was discussed for a little while. And as much as I would love to see that happen and love to interview tons of gorgeous guys, um, it just doesn't well, catch right on. Well, I'm right here now. <laughs> yeah, no <laughs> one looks at dudes. Well, see, <laughs> you know, here's... You know, it, it is very interesting. It's a lot less common and a lot less requested than women. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you don't say. Now, here's the thing. I'm, I'm asking... Uh, Admittedly, a little selfishly, because while I'm not a uh, you know any sort of Adonis, I'm at the beach. I actually um, I had skin cancer on my back, so I have a giant scar oh, on my that's back. That's really sexy. You just that, made well, yourself sound even. Not not really sexy, but it does draw a lot of attention because when I walk around, I've had little kids come up to me and ask what happened to me. I've had other onlookers kind of. Was you know, it a scar? You got a mole removed yes. or something? Yeah, you guys want to see yeah, it? Yeah, I do right. actually. <laughs> Oh, wow. <laughs> Jesus. See, now... It looks like an animal attacked you. You could go with something backy ads. We could get the skin cancer people on it. <laughs> we could, they, no, these cancer foundations, they got deep pockets, Victoria. <laughs> what we're going to do is we're going to go to them and go, you want to get your message out? Look at the... Just put your SPF warning on there right next to the giant scar <laughs> with a big arrow on it. We could, we could fucking rake these guys over the coals. <laughs> what do you say? Are you it in? something to consider, yeah. All right, I'll... And this is a wax back. I'll wax it again so it'll be extra smooth so we can really, really get the message out. Because as an advocate, I, you know, I feel like this is important. Now, your group of girls, how does that work? Do, do people get a request girls? Uh, you know, do, do they end up getting favorites? I've, I've watched the series Cat House. Now, obviously, this is a lot more of a legitimate <laughs> business. Uh, not necessarily traditional, but it's it's a legitimate business. Do, do people say like, oh, hey, I, I worked with Kristen before. I want to have her back. How does it work? Uh, yes, we, we absolutely can do that. Um, it has happened that companies have requested models, and they do get favorites, and they develop a rapport, you know, especially if the models do a very good job. You know, they get called back again. Now, you're saying do a good job. What maybe Kristen would be good at answering this. What in your mind entails doing a good job? Do do you try to? You said you kind of interact with people. You kind of talk to people. What in your mind is being a good cheeky ad girl? I think it's really understanding the business that you're promoting, who your client is. Uh, you want to have a little bit of background information on who they are and what they're what they're trying to get across. Because when people ask you questions, then you can go ahead and educate the the public about the product itself, and I think that that is kind of what incorporates a good cheeky ad model. Nice. So you you got to kind of know what's going on in case do people come up and ask a lot of questions? Yeah, of course, because it's a new age form of of advertising. Right. They're just immediately the kind of like, body. oh hey, what's up with that? And then they kind of end up asking about the product. Yeah, they'll they'll definitely come up and be inquisitive as to oh what are you doing? What is yeah, this what about? Yeah, what are you? What's your sign? Are you single? How does that? <laughs> <laughs> well, usually they're just kind of like you know why are you wearing this specific ad on your body? Like what is this? What you know? Because it's different, it's new, and and then you're just kind of oh well I'm I am representing this company and this is what they're about and this is what they offer and this is what they're promoting and that's kind of your job to kind of represent that company or that client for the day and get whatever it is that they're trying to market across to the public. Nice. 
So, Victoria, how's how's business? Where are we taking cheeky ads? What's the next level? Um, the next level is you will probably be seeing cheeky ads very often in a lot of places very quickly because right. it's catching like fire and it's the next step to advertising. They're selling like hot abs. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Are you looking for more models? Um, we're always looking for more models. Uh, we always have our doors open because um, always looking for new talent. Shannon. Good to know. Yeah, I uh, I have a pretty decent ass, and I'm unemployed. So, nice. Um, hey, this is... Uh... Maybe we'll exchange business cards. <laughs> well, thank you very much, girls, for coming in. I really appreciate it. And where can people go to check you out? www.cheekyads.com. That's www.cheekyads.com. All right. Well, thanks, uh, thanks a lot, girls. We just got to wrap this up, and uh, appreciate you coming on. Thank you very much thanks for having us. All right. Us. Have a good one. And, uh, well, Shannon, about to wrap things up, I want to remind people to check out the one-year live show that we just recently recorded at a theater. And you can get that, you can get that of course, by going to ShantiGreen.com. It's uh, available exclusively through iTunes, so make sure you check that out. Next week, we got a special guest. I'm working on getting a special guest. We're going to get the real Tom Green, my dad. In um, oh, to the show. Even better than right. Tom. Yeah, that's great. I forgot your dad's name was Tom. Yes, yes, it is. And uh, <laughs> he's a very entertaining guy in his own right. So hopefully he's out here next week. So hopefully I can lock him down for a, a special father-son one-on-one. My dad has a lot of good stories, so I, th- I think that I'm sure the audience will enjoy that. Now, Shannon, how about yourself? Where can people check you out? Um, well, you can follow me on Twitter at uh, I- I'm Cheese It Slut. Exactly how it sounds. Now, real quick, how'd, how'd you come up with that? Uh, Shannon Hatch was taken, and I it I didn't want to put like a, a an underscore or a I didn't want to change my name at all, and I love Cheez-Its, and so I just thought Cheez-Its let this will catch on, and and now I have tens of followers. Wow, look out, <laughs> look out, Ashton Kutcher, <laughs> Shannon is on the loose. Well, thank you everyone for tuning in the Green Room every Thursday, eight o'clock, LA Talk Radio. Thanks for listening to The Green Room. Don't forget to check out SeanTGreen.com and click the iTunes link to subscribe today.